three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Junior Golf Podcast. My name is Ro Thompson. Man, I tell you, we got a special guest on the podcast today. We've got none other than my guy, Rich Roberts of the Junior Golf USA digital platform. And man, I'll tell you, you know, before we get into um, everything, I want to, you know, of course, uh, wish everybody well. We, there's a couple of big tournaments this weekend. And um, I think we've got the Henry uh, in Spartanburg this weekend. And then we got the Jimmy Anderson um, over in Greenville, North Carolina. So good luck to all the juniors that are playing in tournaments this weekend. Um, so without any further delay, I do want to bring up my co-host today, my guest today on the podcast, Mr. Rich Roberts. How you doing today, Rich? I'm doing great, Ro. It's a pleasure and an honor to be with you. I'm happy to be part of your uh, Junior Golf Podcast Series. Hey, listen, thank you. We've been going strong for almost three years now. And, you know, it's it's, it's amazing that you've, you've got so many, you know, people that's really into junior golf, like yourself, myself, and all of my previous guests. I mean, you know, it's just amazing that, you know, people just dive in, they give their life to, to junior golf and that's, they, they sleep, bleed, breathe junior golf. <laughs> you know what I mean? We all, we all have a passion for it. We all get into it at different times. Some of us are parents who play golf all our life and our kids start to play golf. Others have played with uh, junior golfers whose parents have never touched a golf club. That's correct. That's correct. So, Rich, before we get into all the junior golf stuff and, you know, the digital platform, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'll be happy to do that. I, uh, I'm i an architect um, by profession. I uh, fortunately have been retired for about six to eight years. So uh gave me a chance to focus on my new love, which was junior golf. Um, I've been an athlete all my life. I was a gymnast as a young kid in high school and in college, but um, I've played golf my entire life. I uh, grew up in a golfing family with grandparents and parents who both played golf all the time. And some of my fondest memories from being a junior um, were on the golf course with my uh, grandfathers. And it was a a game that you could play with them and they could beat you for a long time. One of my proudest moments and it took until high school was when I finally beat my mom at golf. It, uh, it wasn't easy. She was a good golfer. She's had eight hole in ones in her life. Wow. So she was uh, a legit, uh, a legit golfer. Um, but my passion after college was golf. And that's when I really started to play and became a uh, serious uh well, somewhat serious golfer. I uh, was a single-digit handicapper after the college, stayed that way for a long time, played the game, but knew that, you know, I needed to improve. Um, I, there's no way to affect this golf game. It's uh, no. it's it's tough. Um, and it's not a game of uh, perfect. You'll never, you'll, you'll never get perfect at, at golf. Um, I don't care. I don't care who you are. You're, Correct. You know, if you're a bowler, you can shoot a 300. Right. If you're a basketball player, you can go 20 for 20. But I can tell you this as a golfer, you're not going to get 18 birdies in a round of golf. It's just uh, not in the cards, as they say. No, 
no, this, this is tough. This is tough. So you, um, not, not now, Rich, were you a competitive junior or you just did, or you didn't get quite competitive? I was not a competitive golfer. No, okay. I was a 16 handicap. When I graduated college, I joined a club. I was in Syracuse, New York. And within one summer I was an eight uh, handicap and I stayed at an eight, got down to a four once, but uh, eight seemed to be my, uh, my number. So I, I could play, but not like these, uh, not like these kids play today. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, listen, so let's get into uh, the, uh, the uh, digital platform. Now I know it started off as, you know, junior golf magazine. What, what, what inspired you to start the magazine? And of course you converted it over, uh, over the last couple of years, but, but talk to us about the start of the junior golf magazine. Yeah. I'll, uh, um, that's easy to say. Um, after I retired in 2014, um, I was very involved at that point with my son's golf and we were traveling really all over the country, playing tournaments, Mm -hmm. created great friendships with golfing friends, friends that my son made. We made friends with the parents. It was kind of a group. And a few of us got together one night and just were talking about things and said, you know, there's so many junior golfers out there, but there's no magazine for junior golfers. There's Sports Illustrated, there's junior tennis, there's junior swimming, but there's nothing on on golf. And I said, well, why don't we make a magazine? So I said, okay. So (laughs) six months later, we launched a print issue of a magazine. That's impressive. Over the course of two years, we um, uh, published 14 issues of Junior Golf Magazine in print form had a national distribution, but it never caught on. The, yeah. the kids didn't want a magazine. I mean, even Sports Illustrated today is either monthly or only twice a month. And it's a smaller print. It's a smaller size magazine. So print magazine was Ow. was going away. And I didn't, I didn't know it. I was going to buck the trend. <laughs> right. I was going to create a magazine. And we did. And it was a blast. It was a passion. And when you have... A passion for something sometimes you have blinders on and you you continue down the path maybe a little bit longer than you should have right fortunately um uh after a year and a half almost two years we we saw the writing on the wall and said look we've got to switch and move to a digital platform the right. kids want instant information they want quick information they'd rather get an article once or twice a week than a whole magazine once every two months. So the magazine was great. It had its served its purpose, but the digital platform, which we now call junior golf USA, gotcha. you can find it at juniorgolfusa.net is all digital. We send out three articles every week. Okay. We've been doing that since May of 2018 we now in our archives have close to 450 articles that we published okay. that our members who join Junior Golf USA um, get free access to all 450 articles, as well as um, the digital uh, access, the digital library, if you will, of the of the digital magazines. Okay. We have a one-time administrative fee of $10 just to sign up, give us your email. That's awesome. Access to all of this. And um, that's awesome. It kind of, uh, you know, makes it a little easier. We just have to do one article um, 
every few days we have authors that submit content to us that wrote for the magazine still write for us now we pick up articles online that um are shared usga gives us stuff on some of their am events okay just gave us an article on the uh pga junior league that just concluded last week at greyhawk that in north carolina happened to win this year for the first time so yes yes that was nice so that's kind of where we started with the magazine okay and how we transferred and transitioned to the all all digital platform oh that's awesome now is your mag is your you know your digital media is it is it um you know what's the primary objective um is it for parents is it for juniors just kind of give Um, us people ask that a lot um and it's for both Some articles are more for the parent and if they wish to share it with the junior because it's appropriate for the junior, they will. I mean, junior golfers span from six years old to 18 years old. You can't write an article that an 18-year-old wants to read and a six-year-old can understand. That's right. And vice versa. So we mix it up and some articles are not meant for all the readers. Some are. We'll have some features on golf resorts. Okay technologies or from college coaches but when we have an article on recruiting you know that's for high school players when we have an article on nutrition and what you should eat on the golf course that's for everybody well we have an article on sunscreen that's for everybody and we also don't know if um, our subscribers if you want to call them that or our members Uh are parents or our juniors because we just get an email address so it's up to them to share it kind of internally within okay. their family. And we let, you know, we, we let them do that. And we want to cover all, all ranges of topics. We don't want to be just a magazine for eight-year-olds or just a magazine for 16-year-olds. We kind of want to be a, an umbrella right. for, you know, we used to say the, the, the magazine and the digital platform was for all things junior golf. We wanted right. to be the single source for all things junior golf. And, you know, we we have subscribers internationally. Okay. I don't know how they find us, but they found <laughs> us. I believe me, not many, but we have we have some, and it's it's rewarding. Right. And how many how many members do you have now, uh, Rich? We have about twenty two hundred members mm-hmm. through our email mm-hmm. distribution. We have another twenty six hundred on Instagram, okay. and then another maybe four or five hundred on Facebook. Okay, that's awesome, and we'll get. And it grows as all social media grows by itself. Right, organically. Right, right. That's good. So, so describe your experience, Rich, with junior parents and the junior golf journey. What what was your experience? Well, I don't think we have enough time to talk about junior (laughs) golf parents. Um, And I'll tell you, I've been one, and I've been one that you talk about not wanting to be. Yes, growing into one that you do want to be right and it is very tough to be outside the ropes as we say we all start out as what is affectionately known as uh caddy daddy we're all out there caddying for our kid right inside the ropes um being there for every shot and watching it and knowing what's going on and talking to your child then we gravitate to being outside the ropes where we're just a spectator and that's probably the hardest part 
because you're away from the action you can't control it but you feel all the emotions mm-hmm. and all the highs and lows that your kid is going through and you feel for them every time they make a shot and you can't be out there on the sidelines throwing your hat on the ground or <laughs> stamping your foot or turning rich. around rich are you talking about me i might be <laughs> because right. that's every parent of a junior golfer right. and you know, your child is playing golf and focusing on golf, but they trust try. me, they see everything that you do on the sidelines. They'll yes. tell you after the round, I saw you on the fifth hole after I missed that putt and you didn't look very happy. And they, they noticed. See everything. And um, hey, Rich, it's funny you say that. I always, you know, my wife said, my, my, you know, hey, my son, you know, our son saw you on the fifth hole. I said, well, why was he looking at me? He's supposed to be concentrating on golf <laughs> right right they know what's they know what's going on right um, they do they and do. then eventually your child gets old enough to where you don't even go and watch anymore sometimes right. you just chaperone and the bank and you yes. let them go out and play you stay in the clubhouse with your friends and you watch on live scoring if you can bear to watch on live scoring or you just wait until the end and and find out what their score is and you ask them when they come in how they played and if they tell you i played as well as i could today then they played a perfect round of golf that's as good as it can get if they say they played as well as they could that's right well rich i got this comment i have this thing now where uh, you know i may i may walk the first nine and if it's a good nine i'll keep going but if it's a bad nine i'll just go to the clubhouse and wait until the round is over Right. And they normally play better on the back nine than they did. But then they're going to start to tell you, well, I guess you shouldn't come at all because it's bad when you're there and good when you're not there. And the other times, I have a friend whose son tells him he plays better when he's there, but the father doesn't want to be there all the time. But the kid says he plays better when he's there and dad has to be there. Yeah. I don't so think it works, we, I don't it think works we, both ways. Yeah, I don't think we can get it 100% right. <laughs> no. And and every every kid is different, every parent is different, and you just introduced me to a friend of yours who wrote a book about the drive home. Yes. He all Mark, 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 drives home from Mark golf. McKinney. Yeah, Mark McKinney. And the drive home is one of the most difficult times in golf. The best thing to do is to let your child fall asleep and not talk. Right. And that's, that's typically what happens because nobody, you know, it's like quiet, you know, sometimes the parents upset, sometimes the, 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 the kids are upset. And like you said, it's best to not just say anything, you know, and it's not just sometimes it's uh, many times. So, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Rich, what's been your favorite uh, article or piece that's been posted in your, um, in your uh digital media that's that's an all-time favorite um i think this goes back about six years ago when i was doing some stuff with brandon johnson who's the senior architect for arnold palmer design group okay and i became friendly with him and he and i thought about short courses being amenities to resorts and places that can attract families to come play with their kids. And it was 
an idea that not many people had thought about. Right. And there were a couple of golf courses that were starting to do it. One just north of uh, of Orlando, where you could play a three-hole loop, a six-hole loop, or a nine-hole loop. And then right. it was designed so that the three par threes could become a par five. So one day they would make it a par three course. One day they would oh. make it a regular course. Okay. We were ahead of time. And now short courses are the rave. They're everywhere. everywhere. Right. They are so successful. Mm-hmm. And I like to say we were ahead of the ahead of the curve. We had the concept when people didn't think it was a good use of uh, real estate that, you know, how could you have a golf course and put a golf course up there that you're not going to charge money for? What? How's it going to attract people? Well, right. look at what the cradle has done for Pinehurst. Correct. I just read an article this morning that Streamsong's building this awesome 18-hole course mm-hmm. called Chain. I happen to have a magazine. This was one of the covers with Tiger on it. Okay. He went out and um, opened his par three course outside of Houston. Okay. And now short courses are everywhere. Bandon Dunes. Right. Uh, they're upping in up in Europe. So that's probably the topic that's most dear to me uh, because it's just such a beautiful um, topic. We And for people who just want to go out and play for an hour, they go out and play. You don't have to bring clubs. You don't have to bring golf shoes. You can rent a, or borrow a club from, I know, at the cradle, they have clubs there for Right, you can rent. Right. Um, so that's probably one of the one of the best ones that I I had out there. We did a interview with um, Tiger's team out at his learning center in Anaheim. That was okay. really a treat. We did one with Ernie Els's Center for Autism in Florida. Oh, yeah. yeah, I heard about that. That was very that was very special. Right. And because he has a he has a child that's autistic, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. You know, I've been fortunate enough to um, go to drive, chip, and putt three or four times in the Augusta Women's Am twice, and you know I wouldn't have been able to go to Augusta and walk the course with, without being involved in junior golf. And, and right. they opened their arms to me because I was bringing something unique to uh, to the industry. And there's over two million junior golfers out there. Wow. I'm trying to reach all of them somehow, maybe through your podcast, I'll reach all 2 billion of them. Maybe, right. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll see. And then uh, you and I will be very happy. I'm glad you shared that number with me, uh, Rich, because I I, I didn't know it was 2 million junior golfers out there. That's a a big number. That's just in the United States. Wow. It's it's happening all over. And uh, I've heard that we're now looking to... um, Start looking at a junior national golf team for the United States. You know, many of the other countries, already Australia, Italy, Sweden, already have these national programs for juniors, and we don't. But the USGA has taken a position to try to uh, start one in uh, in Pinehurst, which which could be great. Yeah, right. Not 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 too far from you, right? Nope, nope. Just an hour door to door from me. So, 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 Rich, let me ask you this. What would you say to the junior parents to make the journey smoother? Well, a- understand that it's going to be a long journey. Right. And understand that you want your child to dictate to you mm-hmm. how that journey is going to develop. Right. Let your child tell you 
I only want to be a recreational golfer or I want to be a high school golfer or I want to be a competitive golfer and try to get on the PGA tour. Right. Let it, let it come from them. And then you can embrace that and you can grow that. If it comes from you, they're not going to want to do it. It needs to be their journey that you're participating in and understand that, you know, it's going to be frustrating. It's going to be frustrating for your child, but mm. the rewards are great. Bonding and the relationships between your child and you through that caddy daddy phase that I was talking about are things that you're going to remember for a lifetime. You know, I, I still remember shots that my son hit 10 years ago. Mm. As vividly as it was 10 years ago, I can remember it, it now. And there just were some really fun times and unique times. I remember on a couple holes with an elevated fairway, my son was small. I had to lift him up <laughs> sight lines so that he would know where to hit the ball. Right. He wasn't tall enough to see over the crest of the fairway. Correct. And just great memories. You bring your family with you when you travel for golf. Mm-hmm. Almost turn them into uh, golf vacations mm-hmm. around your tournament schedule. That's right. And you meet some friends that, you know, I hope some of the kids that we played with in junior golf make it to the PGA Tour and I can go out there in 10 years and 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 go watch them. That would just be a blast to rekindle those golfing friendships at the next level. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. You're so right. So, um, so Rich, let me ask you this. Who's, who, who are some of your favorite current PGA Tour players right now? Well, you know, I, I'm not on any real bandwagons, but, you know, you have to love Tiger and what he's yeah. done. Right. And what, he's, what he's been through. Right. Not only is he talented, mm-hmm. but his desire to compete, right. his perseverance. I've had the pleasure of meeting him twice. And talking to him, I'll tell you, each conversation is less than a minute. It wasn't very long, but he was very personable. And this (laughs) new kid, Tom Kim, that everybody's on a tournament, yeah, talking about now is the latest rave. Hopefully, he continues to do what he's doing because he's uh, he's energizing the game a little bit, he's bringing some fun back into it. But all the 25 to 30 year old guys now that, uh, are just starting to become friends on the course and off the course. When I grew up, golfers mm. wouldn't talk to each other. It was wow. too cutthroat and too competitive. Even Tiger, when he started out, he, he wasn't giving putting lessons to Justin Thomas when he started out. No. But, now, but now he will. And the camaraderie amongst the current uh, players Better. is great. That's so good. I don't have really, you know, a favorite golfer that I like to watch or only watch or root for. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a sucker. I, I I root for the game and I root for Love the game. close competition and something that comes down to the 72nd hole like it did last week in Las Vegas with Cantley and Kim. Now, that's the type of uh, golf that's exciting. There you go. All right. So um, why should parents and juniors uh, subscribe to Junior Golf? USA. Well, because you'll become my friend. Uh, (laughs) Right. But seriously, the information that we present three times a week 
It's quality content. Okay. It's informative for you to read some of the articles while you're on your journey, while you're on this path, junior golf. Right. We tell you some things that you can share with your junior. If they hear it from me right. or hear it from somebody other than their parent, it resonates. It could be the exact same thing that the dad or mom told their son or daughter last week, but he or she doesn't want to hear it if it comes from the parent. If they see it from an independent outside source, use that information, and you don't have to worry about telling your kid, you know, I've been trying to tell you the same thing and you wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> just let just let him or her her read it. It's um it's very true that the kids want you to think they're getting the information and they're processing it. And that is not just a mandate from a parent. And you're smiling because <laughs> you have a son who plays competitive golf and you know what it's like. Yes. That's how that's how kids are and they want to be independent they want to um march to their own beat yes you just push them a little bit in you know you may know that it's the same thing that you told them but they don't they don't need to know it right it's it's funny you say that because you know just okay so for the last three or four weeks my son's been going through some some performance mental performance sessions and just um, about two months ago, my wife and I, we were talking to him. We were saying, hey, John, why don't you have a goal of 68, 70? You know, right? And he said, oh, that's too much pressure. I can't, uh, I can't do that. <laughs> so after two mental performance sessions, now his goal is 68. I'm like, son. Hmm, that sounds familiar. That's all we were trying to get you to do is, you know, aim higher, have a higher goal. And, and and shoot for the best but you know but again you, you know as parents we have to let the coaches do what they do just just as you just just as right. you described and and you have to bring in all of these coaches <clears throat> junior golf isn't just swing and talent i i can tell you i can stand on a range yes see these guys who can't miss a ball they're just striping it Yes. You know that they're going to play well. And then they come in and they shoot 78 and you wonder how it's because they can't take it to the golf course. They don't have the mental composure. They don't have the course. Right. They don't have the fitness to log five hours carrying their bag in 90 degree weather. Yeah. I had a, I, I got a, they have to be able to play the golf course. That's another, you know, recommendation or another thought that I would give to parents is, spend as much time as possible on the golf course, not on the range, right. not playing on the range. Your goal is to be on the golf course and shoot the lowest score you can spend as much time as possible on the golf course. Yeah. You find, it's funny you say that rich, because I got a good friend of mine, Ken Styles out in California. His son plays for uh, San Jose state university. And he told me, cause he, he kind of mentors me and he told me, he said, Ro, you can't, you can't skimp on anything. You have to make sure he has a fitness coach. He mm -hmm. has to have, you know, a mental performance coach. He's got to, he's, he, you, you, you're going to have to open that wallet. Yeah. Yes. You're going to have to open that wallet and make sure yeah. he has all these things. So you, you're exactly right, Rich. It is a, it is a financial, it is. Golf is not an inexpensive sport. 
playing golf is not an inexpensive sport, but if you're able to do it, it's, it's so worth it. It is. It is. So Rich, how can, how can our listeners, um, uh, find you social media? What's your website? Um, well, social media, let's see on, uh, on Instagram, we're called junior golf mag M A G because we set it up when we had the magazine. Mm-hmm. Facebook is Junior Golf USA. And then my website is juniorgolfusa.net. Okay. And that's where you can go and click on the Players Club, how to join. We charge, as I told you earlier, a one-time $10 admin fee just to get you up into our database. And there are no more fees after that. And you have free that's- access to everything we've done since... Um, um may of 2016 so that's awesome well i'm looking forward to uh diving into uh the digital uh, media myself and you know learning and sharing it with my son and uh man we you know from the junior golf podcast man we want to thank you for coming on you know it's 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 amazing you know again you never know you have other people that really have a passion and really take it to another level not just junior golf and being a parent on the course but have platforms outside of the junior golf space. So that's really good to really great, great meeting. you. Well, I can tell you that, you know, my passion grew out of me being an avid golfer and then my son wanted to play golf on his own. Right. Some of the best times of my life were with him on the golf course. And, you know, thank you for what you're doing with your podcast. Obviously your passion drove you to create that yeah. similar to how my passion drove me to create what I'm doing. Right. And like they say, if you love what you're doing, it's not work. And um, it's just a joy to do it. And I've watched a couple of your podcasts. Uh, I saw the one with Hurricane Junior Tour and Mario Conti. Conti, yes. And I'm going to go back and, and try to watch a few uh, a few others, including mine, and see how it looked. Hey, listen, great. Well, listen, we're glad to have you. Uh, let's stay in touch. And yeah, uh, for sure. hopefully, hopefully we can get a chance to link up um, at one of these junior tournaments one day. Okay. Absolutely. I'd love to see your son play. So. All right. All right. Take All care. Right, All right, Rich. My pleasure. Have a good one. Okay. Thanks. All right.